When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's edition of the Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast, as always featuring Grant McKaig from Recruits. This week, we're going to be covering the World Juniors, as well as our two prospects of the week and our Habs prospect of the week. Let's get right into it. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection... In the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's gonna be sick. Hey Rocco. How you doing Grant? Excellent. Uh, great to finally have you on here. I know we were going to do it uh, in the new year after the World Junior started, but... Uh, uh, better, better, you know, sooner than later. So glad that you could step in for Shane today and uh, host this podcast. And uh, let's let's talk hockey. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I'm, I'm excited to to get going. And uh, Shane's done a great job. Hopefully, I feel an okay for him this week. Um, so let's get right into it and start with the World Juniors. The rosters have mostly been announced and finalized at this point. Um, what are your thoughts on the team so far? Um, the, the, the Canadian team. Yeah, we can start with the team Canada for sure. Okay. Uh, well, I think, uh, they named their final roster last night. So let's have a look at it here. Um, a couple of, you know, I, I mean, typically there's about five or six surprises. I always say, you know, and I think, uh, actually the last two or three years, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but there haven't been a lot of surprises for me. I think. Not I as think many, no. You know, um, I mean, Owen Allaire obviously is the is the one name that sticks out on uh, at the forward group because, you know, he's undrafted. Right. And, um, you know, I got to think that he's uh, he's the one surprise, I guess, in the forward group. But um, I mean, I did a I did a prediction of what I thought would be the uh, the locks at forward and I think there were 10 or 11 that I had and every one of them's there. So no, no real surprises with, with that, with the, with those forwards and on defense, the only one again would be the, the kid that's, you know, that uh, uh, Jake Furlong, you know, I, I don't know how much you've seen of Jake, but being a, being a Haligonian there, at least uh, part-time, you've probably seen him play and, That'd be the only guy that I was a little surprised about being on uh, the blue line, perhaps. But certainly the other six guys uh, I expected, and I also expect them to be the, uh, you know, the 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 six that play regularly. But there's always surprise. And then mm-hmm. on defense, or sorry, on in net, I expected Ratzlaff, and uh, I'm not a goalie expert by any means. So whoever the other two were, you know. Uh, I was uh, was fine with because I don't really focus on them. 
and um, gives a little more Q representation there. So glad to see there's a few Q guys. Uh, you probably happy to see that two of them are from Halifax and uh, don't mind that three. So <laughs> yeah, I don't mind so, that at all. Anytime you can get a good maritime lad in there, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Now <laughs> I just want to touch on, you mentioned Allard was the, you know, the name that's commonly been seeming like a bit of a surprise. So what can you tell us about him and maybe what brought him and what's given him an opportunity to, to make this team and re go represent his country when, when maybe not as many yeah. people thought he might make that squad. Well, I can tell you about every other guy, but I can't tell you about him. So that's why he's a surprise. Okay. I've never scouted him. So I can't, I honestly can't tell you anything. Well, should be interesting <laughs> to see what he can bring to the table yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, I mean, there's one returning guy. In the whole team and i don't believe that's ever been the case for a canadian team and even he was a wasn't a regular he was added later so i can't recall there ever being a canadian team where there wasn't a regular returning player so you no, know and, we, uh, and the counterpoint to that is it gives yeah. it gives guys an opportunity to, to fill roles that might have otherwise been spoken for obviously yeah absolutely but also this is a tough tournament and uh you know, the first time that you play in the tournament, typically you're not the best. Like, you you know, it, it's often the guys that are returning that know what, you know, because it's a step up. Like, we see how... Well, certainly uh, it's a different game from, from just CHI. How fast it is. And uh, I think at the start, a few guys might be a little like a deer in the, caught in the headlights type thing, but there's so much talent there that I'm sure they'll get over the... The jitters and the, uh, you know, the the rookie experience of being at their first World Juniors, and and they'll be uh, they'll be fine. They'll be one of the one of the favorites. Obviously, they always are. Now, what what type of team are you expecting them to be here? What can we expect to see in terms of their their style and and you know their strengths and maybe their weaknesses as well? I uh, that's a good question, and I I mean that. I haven't really studied Al Latang's coaching style and a lot will depend on, on what, you know, what, what he typically uh, does uh, when he's, uh, when he's coaching. Um, I mean, I expect there's a lot of talent there and that they'll, uh, um, they'll try to utilize that, you know, they'll be aggressive, I think offensively, probably uh forecheck fairly hard. There's a lot of speed there, a lot of talent. So, uh, I would I would suspect that they'll be uh you know they won't be necessarily be defensive oriented. Um the one question mark I guess there might be would and it's often the case with the Canadian team is in that you don't know you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Right? Well a lot of times you have no idea and then until you see the tournament and and see what you have. Yeah, and I mean often it's a guy that steps up that you don't necessarily expect that uh you know that has a great tournament and uh, usually there's one Canadian goalie that, that steps up and, and plays well. So well, and, and goalies are a fickle breed too. So, I mean, guys stepping up, like it is, it is possible for goalies to step up like that in a shorter tournament, play above their, their typical, maybe what you might expect of them and then really take a team on the run. I remember the world juniors that was hosted in Toronto and that Slovak goalie took him on a run right right to the semis to the point the Canadian fans were giving him a standing ovation um, at the end of the semifinal game. Um, yeah. So a hot goalie can do that for you at that tournament. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, even last year, Guyan, you know, and he's returning for Slovakia. And we're going to look at uh, some other rosters here. If we can bring up uh, the U.S. roster, because I think they're probably the team on paper, at least. And I think you'll probably agree that. Uh, for for uh, me, they're the paper favorite. Yeah. And this is what I projected. I mean, they only have five or six cuts to make. And I think, you know, at least 18 of these guys are going to be on the team. And there might be a couple of surprises. There usually are. But these would be the guys that I think are uh, are, are favored to make it. With the one, two guys at the bottom being, what I did was uh, the th last three guys are, you know, maybe the ones that could be switched up being Nelson, Terrence, Terrence, and Hagens. I mean, Hagens is uh, not eligible till next year. So, but the fact that he was invited to the camp and he's not even eligible till next year tells you just how highly they regard him, you know? Certainly. Um, and, and the American team has the advantage. This team knows each other very, very well. They've played together for a long time, the majority of these players. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, the, obviously the one surprise that Hagens, who isn't eligible till next year, gets invited, and Eisenman, who is top two on a lot of draft lists, uh, did not. So what does that tell you? You know, well, I, that was what I was going to ask you. What are you reading into that from the American squad not not taking such a highly touted prospect of their own? Right. Well, I think you have to, as a scout, uh, you know, I think you, you're going to have to do some digging into that, right? All the NHL teams will be doing a lot of background, their background homework on uh, on Eisenman. I mean, I've heard some things that he's not necessarily uh, um, uh, the greatest teammate, maybe you could say, at this point. And uh, you, you want to, it's a short term like that. Chemistry coming together as a group is very important. So you try to take uh, guys, nobody that's going to rock the boat and be, uh, you know, maybe uh, like their top six is pretty strong. If we can put that back up again for a second, guys, uh, if you don't mind. Like, I mean, you know, Cutter Goche, Ryan Leonard, all, Oliver Moore, Nazar, Perot, Smith, Snuggerud. He was, these are all high draft picks here. He wasn't going to beat any of those guys out for a top six spot, I don't think, this year. No, it'd and, be tough to as an underage player. Right. Now, is he going to – would he accept a bottom-line role? Maybe not, you know. Because he's got I mean, a bottom-line role. He's used to being a star, right, all his life. I mean, typically these American kids, you know, they were always the star of their teams and – you want guys that will accept a bottom line role to play bottom line roles. So I think that this can be tough for guys to switch that mindset. And um, when yeah. they are used, when they are used to having those opportunities, especially in a shorter tournament where there's yeah. not a lot of time to adjust. Well, I mean, it's why a guy like Seneki wasn't invited to the, uh, um, to the Halenka team in it, even though he probably had more points than any other player that was, uh, that played or at least top three. He had to like uh, 45 points last year. and But they thought, well, he may not be in our top six, and would he accept that? Would he accept a checking type of, you know, grinding role? And that's not Seneke's game necessarily. So there's an example of a kid that, yeah, based on his stats and what 
his offensive upside is and where he'll probably go in this year's draft should have been at that tournament. But because of that, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't get the invite. Well, well, and with, these, with these stronger teams, they have so much depth internally. Yes. Canada and the United States, you can find guys who suit roles better. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it'll be interesting on the fence. Like I, I included pole camp there because uh I mean, Casey Buham, um, Hudson, Minachin, they're all undersized. So I think you have to try to get a little bit of... Polkamp's not awfully tall, but he's like 205, right? And I think you need a bit of... You bit of, need a bit of meat back there. You need a little and, jam on the back end, especially dealing with some of the other countries who have forwards who are not just skilled, but also the size as well. Yeah, that's right. So I think... Pole camp's probably the guy that I think the first one, two, three, four, five, six. I think the first seven guys are a decent bet to play. And then you just, uh, like, is pole camp the other guy? Probably. But, uh, and then in nets, Fowler just wins all the time. And Augustine, you know, he, he did great things for, for the uh, U18s uh, in the past. So I think they're pretty good in goal. I like their defense and I like their forward. So, I mean, on paper, that's going to be a tough team to beat, I think. Now, I'd like to move on to the, to the host Sweden. But before we do that quickly, I'm going to give you a chance to, to plug your guy here. Talk to me about Lane Hudson. And, and is he going to be much watch, must-watch TV at this World Juniors? I think so, yeah. This is going to be his, uh, his time to shine. His, um, his real coming out party. Oh, yeah. And Buham might... Uh, I mean, Buham's and Casey are the two leading defense scorers in NCAA, along with along with Hudson. So they've got three dynamic offensive defensemen. Uh, I mean, you know, they're going to have to make decisions on which two are going to be on the top. You know, would, the top. Would Hudson maybe be your early pick for a possible candidate for top defenseman of the tournament? Hudson. Yeah. Nah. I, I I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, should be right. I think he'll put up. I think he'll be top ten scorer at the tournament. And he might even lead it. You know, um, I expect him to get a bushel full of assists. And uh, you, you you've seen him. You know, he just uh, it, it's almost impossible to check the kids. So <laughs> well, and, and a rare thing for defenseman is the puck follows him around the ice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It really does. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the, the host team, the Swedes, and bring their, bring up their roster if we could. All right. Talk to me a little a little bit about them. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, uh, Ostland and Edstrom are my guys, right? They're, <laughs> you know, uh, I think they'll be uh, – uh, I think this will be Ostland's coming out party as far as that goes to last year's. It's an, typically a 19-year-old's tournament, you know, um, and he's still a little small, and it was his first event, and he didn't really get that top six uh, role that I thought he should have. I, I think him and Edstrom will both have superb tournaments, and you also got Bystead. So down the middle, I think they're as strong as anybody at this tournament. Well, now for, and, for Osland, even though he, he wasn't a dominant player of that tournament last year just to make that roster uh, when you say oh, like sure. a full of 19 year olds and Sweden has a deep deep pool of talent available yeah 
yeah, but I still think, you know, uh, especially on their power plays and stuff, when he wasn't out there, I think that was a big mistake. Like, uh, f- especially when they had five on three and they needed a goal in that uh, metal game. And it's like, where is Osland? You know, I, his, I tend to agree with you there. His vision is just so good and, and his puck possession skills. And I think, you know, this year they, I mean, they'd be insane not to have him uh, out there on five on threes and five on fours when they're looking for a goal. And uh, it, you'll see a difference this year. I can't, I can't imagine that would be a consideration this year. He should be stapled to that to that top unit. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, it runs deep there. They're, they're top nine, you know, out, out of that group uh, when you include like Stenberg, Lakaramaki, who's come on this year after last year kind of being a bit disappointing. Uh, Wahlberg and Pedersen, uh, uh, Senator's draft pick, you would you would have heard. Um, you know, all of those guys, solid, solid juniors. And um, yeah. I think that their top nine is uh, going to be very solid. But where I also think that they have an edge on uh, most teams, if not all, is uh, defense. Um, uh, it's nice to see Havlid in there. Um, he was fantastic as a, as a U18. Um, I mean, there were scouts that had him in the first round, despite him being only 5'10 or 5'9 and three quarters. Now, what type um, of player would, would he be? <clears throat> smart, smart and competitive. He, uh, he just, uh, very, very competitive. He's 5'9 and three quarters, but he plays like he's 6'1 and three quarters. Um, very smart. He'll be, um, he'll, uh, you know, for a lot of people that this will be, because he missed all of last year, people, there's a lot of people that don't know about him, but they'll uh, they'll know about him, I think. By it's the not going to take long to find out. No. And, of course, Palika, you know, who we. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, a, well, he's a well-known name on that squad for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the junior level, he's, you know, he's very good. And he'll well, at get this, points at this to, tournament. He sh- he should be able to excel at this yeah, tournament. Sure, and Will Ander, of course, was a top twelve pick. So you expect him to be, you know, one of the better defensemen in the tournament, right? And I mean, Pedersen and Sal- Salmonson were terrific, uh, sixteen, seventeen year olds. Uh, so I mean, they're they're top five blue liners are all excellent, and they'll uh, they'll be. You know, that might be what uh, Sweden will be tough. They'll be really tough. You know, the one thing, I mean, the goalies, maybe none of them are household names, right? They weren't high draft picks and I don't really know them. But as we've seen before, and you mentioned about Slovakia, you know, a goalie comes out of nowhere often and, uh, and, and stands on his head. So, but with that defense core, I don't think you need uh, Marty Brodeur and Nets to, uh, you know, to keep the puck out. Um, no, just someone to keep them, steady. Them being the hosts and stuff, they uh, they should be a really tough this year, I think. Now, is it fair to assume Canada, U.S., and Sweden are probably the, the three favorites? And, and how would you rank yeah. them going into the tournament? Yeah. Um, well, I think U.S., Canada, Sweden, but close, you know, uh, I- Sweden and Canada, especially close. What do you think? It's tough to bet against a host country that has the talent to keep up with the Canada's and and the United States. For me, that adds 
a big, big layer of, of motivation. And you can't discount that because they do have the talent to keep up with Canada and the U.S. and they have the depth to go with it. Now, I'm not saying they're my pick to win, but they might get you some pretty good betting odds and be a strong pick in that sort of sense. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they, you know. For, for me, the Americans are, are, are the, the, the favorite to win here. Yeah. Um, and they, 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 sh- they should be the favorite to win. They know each other very well. They have a, a ton of first-round picks, ton of high-end talent. But again, with Sweden being the host, you, you never want to count them out because they and, – and they may relish that role being a little bit of the underdog at home, and that might give them even more juice to get going. Yeah. Well, it seems like Sweden looks great in the preliminary round all the time and then loses. They always do. You know? So, <laughs> I mean – um, pretty solid right, right up until the gold medal game, and then we, then we see about – Yeah, or even the semis. They've lost a lot of semis too, yeah. but uh, – you know, uh, yeah, they're, they'll be tough. I mean, I, you know how much I like Oslin and Edstrom. So uh, I think that they could, uh, um, you know, carry them to, uh, well, to a gold medal. I'm a big medal. fan of both those players as well. As, as far as I'm concerned, Vegas stole them, um, Edstrom, this year at 30 or yeah. 31, whatever their pick was. Yeah. Now, aside from the, the big three teams there, who might be your, your next candidate to, to maybe steal a medal and, and surprise a few people? Uh, I like Slovakia. Uh, if we can, if we can bring them up. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Dvorsky guy, right. And he had a great tournament last year. So how good is he going to be a year older, you know? And, and he's I mean, gotten a lot, eh? lot, he's gotten a lot better the last few weeks, couple months since he got comfortable with the, with the OHL and making that transition, the more comfortable he gets, you're, you're really seeing what type of player he is. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's been scoring since he, he came over, but yeah, he's get just getting better and better. But that's adjusting. You know, there's always a bit of an adjustment to the North American game and the smaller rinks. But um, he, uh, I mean, they, they can put up a, a first line of Dvorsky uh, and Meshar, who is another guy that's just really uh, his second year in the OHL. He is. He's uh, he's taken it to another level completely. Yeah, he has. But I mean, it's either Misiak or uh, or Hanzek likely on the other side. That's you know that might be the best line in the tournament. Like they'll be great. So oh, they, they uh, can hang with anyone. Those three. Yeah, for sure. And then you know uh, you back it up with uh, like their top six to nine is pretty good. Then it drops off, obviously. Uh, for you know you don't expect. That they don't have the depth that the top three guys do. So if you have three strong lines, if you get into yeah. a tight game with a stronger team, you can lean on those three and, and give your fourth Absolutely. line a little bit more sheltered minutes, and you can get away with it over two weeks. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I like Pekarczyk, I like Petrovsky, I like Repchik. Uh, um, you know, uh, Day's a decent uh, centerman as well, uh, Kukenberg. So I mean. I've been impressed by all these guys at, at one point or another. Zelenka's a, a draft pick of the NH in the NHL as well. So, you know, it, it's not uh, it's not like no, it's not a no name team. That's right. It's not like they're they don't have talent outside of the top three, but um, they'll lean on their big guys, play them a ton, like you say. Uh, Chernick's another kid, like uh, Philly picked them, you know. Um, so I, I like, 
I like their forward group, and I think they'll score some goals. Yeah. Uh, Looking at their defense is, is where things yeah. get a little bit more thin. Well, you, you, you see how many were uh, forwards you draft and then only one defenseman, right? Yeah. And, sure. uh, you know, I mean, Chromiak's okay. Kemek uh, is playing decent in the WHL. So there's a couple of kids that, uh, you know, are playing North American hockey and they'll they'll have to beat the North American team somewhere along the line if they want to if they want to win. So uh, at least those guys are used to playing that style and, and playing against these guys on a regular basis. They're not going to be surprised by the talent level coming at them. Yeah, exactly. And uh Sturback obviously is the, you know, he's the one guy that uh, they'll really heavily lean on um, in this tournament. And just as they did at, at U 18s throughout last year, the year before he's uh He's a really solid defenseman, and he's playing Michigan State. So um, they'll, uh, you know, don't be surprised if uh, Sturback's playing thirty plus minutes some nights. You know, <laughs> and, uh, another name stands out there, and I haven't had a chance to see him yet, but I, I see the two thousand seven birth year there. That's that's a young player at this tournament. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really don't pay much attention to the two thousand sevens and uh, like the guys that are sixteen because I'm just so. I'm trying to identify 200 draft eligible. Well, certainly, guys. I haven't had a chance to see him either. No, and especially you know, a Slovak playing uh, a 16 year old Slovak playing in Sweden. I don't, you know, I don't know too much about him. But no, for sure, they're not, but, they're not hockey night in Canada Saturday night slots. <laughs> but you always have a look at these guys, right? At the World Juniors, that's like you know, I hate to hate to keep saying coming out party, but for a lot of guys that this is the tournament for that. Right. So it'll be our first chance to see him on the big stage. If he presumably makes the team, there's one, two, three, four, five, six that they may not have any cuts or very few, uh, certainly on defense, there's only eight. So I guess he'll probably be playing. Right. Yeah. And then, like you said, it is the biggest stage. It's the biggest stage in junior hockey. So guys, get, guys get up for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've got two uh, very, you know, very good goalies and actually even Elias isn't bad, but Urban and Guyan are uh, very good goalies. So um, Guyan was the talk of the, of the tournament last year. And obviously he'll be, he'll be the starter, you know, but if he has any hiccup, Urban can come in and, and uh, shut the door as well. So they're set in net. They have a good, you know, good top six for sure up front top nine um i like them as a dark horse they always they they have surprised in a few tournaments in recent years and i wouldn't be surprised if they surprise again they they <laughs> always play tight they play teams tight and tough and they don't give up a lot and they never seem to the odd time but they never really seem to get blown out they can hang yeah yeah for sure let's uh let's move on to the fins if we can bring bring their squad up and, and talk about them for a moment That's a, that's another team that, uh, you know, I think uh, it's fair to say that this isn't one of the more talented Finnish groups that we've seen at the uh, tournament, but we've seen it before with them. They don't, uh, they don't always have the best team on paper, but yet they, <laughs> like the three goalies, for instance, like I can't tell you much about them, you know, uh, but I'm sure the one, at least one of them will be good. And then uh, 
Uh, I like their defense. That's probably the, I think, will be the strength of, of their team. I mean, Karki's gone gone into the uh, OHL and just lit it up. You know, he scores a, like a goal a game almost. Uh, I think he'll probably have a good tournament. Since making that switch. He's yeah. Really, he's really been something. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I like Weissenden. Um, you know, it's his draft year, so he probably won't star. But he's, uh, I think he's a, a solid defenseman. Um, I guess it keep, is Kiva Harvey injured? I hadn't, I didn't hear, Wait, but. Which Weissenden are you speaking of? VD Weissenden. VD Weissenden. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, I've got him in the first round of this year's draft. So uh, obviously I like him, but cool. Kulin Numi was really good as uh, as an 18-year-old, uh, good offensive defenseman. Uh, Jesse Polkinen, he's uh, he's one of my sleepers for this year's draft. He he's uh, just tearing up. Uh, finished junior. He's six six, has a great shot, and uh, he's been rising. Like he might go second, third round as a as a 19-year-old this year. So I hope he has a, I hope he gets a good, good opportunity and we get to see him because you love to see how they do against the best in North America and Sweden. Right. Um, it's a great barometer because it's, yeah. it can be tough sometimes to scout the European players, especially if they're playing in a, in a lower junior league in Europe versus the CHL and, and how does their quality of competition compare. But when you get them head to head against their peers, you know, you, you really see who's able to step up and, and make themselves make themselves known. Yeah. And um, it, I, uh, I like that uh, Consta Hellenius and um, Emil Hemming are, are going to, I'm sure they'll make the team. The, but that gives you an idea that they're maybe not the deepest 18 and 19 year old group in Finland when, when two uh, draft eligible guys are going to be on the squad. Yeah, but can they're you, both, can you touch I mean, on Hellenius there for, for a moment because he's going to be a player of high interest that that people who are maybe just starting to pay attention to this year's draft crop are going to want to pay attention to in this tournament. Yeah, well, I mean, I've moved him up to top five in my rankings ahead of Eiserman, even so that tells you. And I mean, I'm not, you know, typically when I make a move like that, I get some backing from, uh, you know, some of the boys. Uh, some of the boys with the black black coats on there that sit in the sit in the stands and watch these guys for a living. So uh, he's highly regarded, and um, he, you know, I think might have uh, just an excellent tournament. And uh, there'll be a lot of hoopla around him if he does produce, like I think he might, because he's, uh, I mean, he's playing in Liga, and scoring and looking really good so now what, what I mean, type of player are we looking at there is he more of a goal scorer or a better playmaker or a good combination of both uh he can do both he's, he really uh sees the ice well but he's also got a good shot and he's got the speed to to get breakaway chances and uh you know uh but it's his his uh, vision i think that really stands out just a extremely smart and skilled player but he also, I mean, he's not the biggest kid. And when you're not, uh, to be top 10 uh, on recruits list, I mean, we're both on the same page with that. you got to compete, right? No, certainly. If you don't have a motor and yeah. you're a little smaller, that's tough. Yeah, and I've, 
you know, I I had one uh, NHL guy say at the last U20 that he played in, there was a, you know, a tune-up tournament in Europe that, that a lot of crossover at North American guys saw, um, said he plays like he's 250, you know, so uh, oh, you like to see... You like to see those comments, right? So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him at the tournament. And obviously they have some good 18, 19-year-olds that, you know, Neiman's uh, decent. Um, uh, ha- ha- Haminaho. Haminaho. Yeah. Kas- Kaskakamaki. So Kiskinen. So they're not without some talent. Like all of these kids, uh, Kumpulainen is playing in Oshawa. They're, you know, they've... Uh, Haltonen, obviously, Casper Haltonen. So the, these are guys that were picked, uh, I think all of them probably in the top 90 of the NHL draft. So they're they're decent players. They're just not, you know, top 20 guys that a lot of the the favored teams have, right? So the, on paper, they're, uh, they're probably fourth slotted or fifth for this tournament. But we've seen it with those guys before that that doesn't matter. They they're like the Slovaks. They uh, they can play you tough. Right on. Now we got one more one more squad. We got the Czechs, I believe. Yeah. So and uh, go through them here and see what they're all about. Yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, it, I don't think the depth is great with uh with the checks um but they have a nice top six you know they're certainly their top line will probably be sapavala centering chalet and coolidge yep or or they may have coolidge as a number one center but i i don't think that they'll have becker coolidge and and uh and sapavala all playing center because all three should be in the top six yeah I, they're gonna uh, need they're gonna need to keep they're players who can who can really score together if they're going to be able to, to keep up. Yeah, I think so. Um, perhaps they they play all three at center and try to spread it, balance it out a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know their top two lines really get heavy heavy minutes. And um, I think Becker's a kid that I've been uh, you know been watching Parasac quite a bit who's eligible for the draft and Prince George. And uh, he's been playing on a line with Becker all year. And I just keep noticing this Becker kid. I love his, uh, he's taken a, a next step. And I think he'll be drafted this year as a, as a 19 year old, you know, as a 2004, because he's just, uh, he's one of the best players in the WHL as far as I'm concerned. And I think he might have a, I think he might have a solid tournament. Yeah. And that's great. And I find a lot of times, Fans of teams can get on teams if they draft older players. Oh, why are we taking an overage or this and that? But a lot of times, not everyone's on the same timeline, and you need that extra year to develop. Not everyone's developing at 17. And to take a guy who now looks like he could be a, he could be a player and, and you get a little bit more finished product, you know what you're getting into. And I, I wouldn't be surprised either if, if he hears his name called finally. Yeah. And uh, on defense, it's uh, – it, it's. It's a little weak uh, compared to some other, compared to some other, uh, you know, like they don't have Sweden's defense, that's for sure. But uh, I mean, I don't mind Hamera, uh, Port, and Ulsher are all draft picks, so they're not 
you know, they're half decent. I've seen Sabalkin uh, catch or check. I, I don't know how you pronounce it, but, uh, you know, so they're, they're serviceable junior defensemen. And Adam Juracek, that's, that's going to be the question mark because he got, he got nailed a couple of weeks ago there and we had it on the podcast uh, and it looked like he suffered a concussion and I don't know that he'll be okay for the tournament or not, but he's, and from a personal standpoint, you, you may want to, he may want to play that safe. I mean, a concussion is not something you want to be going into your, your draft being known for. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I mean, he's, you know, he's um, draft eligible. He's 17. So do they lean on him? I mean, he might be their best defenseman, you know, I, like he's, he's uh, slated to go top 15. Right. And none of those other guys were close to being top 60 picks. So just a matter of how healthy he can be or how healthy he is leading into it. Right. So we'll see, but uh, they're, uh, I mean, they almost won gold last year. Right. So you can't discount them. Um, Chalet. I mean, I, I say there's good chalet and invisible chalet, just like uh, Joel, Joel Armia, you know, there's invisible Armia and good Armia. If good Chalet shows up for the tournament, uh, uh, their top line could fill the net, you know. That all depends uh, on if he feels like playing that day. That's right. But, I mean, Coolidge, right? If Coolidge uh, uh, has a kind of tournament that he had, like, the U18s, or even last year he scored a bunch of goals at the U20, uh, and Chalet gets hot, Sapovalov is, you know, a great two-way uh junior centerman you never know they they might surprise and then where i think the key is for them will be uh the the goalie you know like hrabel um he can stand on his head so uh he's certainly capable of stealing a game yeah so i mean uh when you have one of the better goalies if not the best one uh potentially uh in the tournament just like uh, guyan with slovak the two of them can steal a couple of games and you know how it is. It's one game knockout. Yeah. You know. The great, the great equalizer in a, especially yeah. in, in a shorter, especially in a shorter tournament where you really can get hot and just guy plays out of his mind. Like you've never seen for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden they're standing there with a the medal on their neck. Yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, that's the, those are the, the six teams that uh, I think, you know, are the best bets to, to medal. And it'll be, uh, it'll be three of those teams likely that. And and the gap between the haves and the have nots in this tournament is, is closing the, the discrepancy I find, at least for me, and you can touch on this but between the U S the Sweden's and, and Canada versus the other countries in the tournament is it's getting a little bit tighter year, year over year. So it's not as much of a shock if one of these teams makes a strong run to the semis or, or even the final. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree completely that's great so at this point i think let's maybe move into we actually have two prospects we have co-prospects of the week if uh, you want to move into that for right now um i just uh just quickly i'd like to talk about a couple of kids in the world junior challenge um uh, yeah yeah absolutely there's a goalie there's a goalie that uh uh canada east that uh he was lights out yesterday um labra um, he's playing for Smith's Falls Bears. 
So, you know, we'll give a little shout out to the, to the Ottawa Valley there. Right. We um, love a good Valley boy, good Maritimer <laughs> and a good Valley boy. That's how you win. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I don't think he's from actually from Quebec, uh, Lacedra, but, uh, he's play, much like, uh, Devon Levi a couple of years ago, right? Montreal area boy that played for Carlton place and had his, uh, had a coming out party at the, uh, at the same event, World Junior Challenge, and then just went from there. Um, I mean, the, the difference with this kid is that he's 19. Uh, but what I think, uh, I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it leads to him being drafted necessarily, but scouts took noticed him. Uh, he shut out Sweden yesterday. And, uh, I mean, Sweden probably has six, a half dozen guys that will go top 90 or top 100. And Canada East might have one or none. So uh, for them to shut out Sweden, it was a lot on the goalie. And Labra apparently was just uh, fantastic. So what what NHL scouts are wondering is why uh, college teams have – he hasn't committed to any college teams. So you know uh, as well as I that there's a lot of college recruiters that will be at this tournament. Oh, certainly. Because, one big, big, big one for that. You know, because they're looking at uh, tier two junior Canadian junior guys, right? That's uh, so they'll be, they'll all have been there. And I would be very surprised if uh, not sometime over the next month, you see, you know, one of the decent college or, uh, university in the States that, 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 that brings him in as, as a scholarship kid. And that, I mean, that's, one of the great things about this tournament is it, it, it gives opportunities to some kids that aren't on the radar uh, going in. So God see that from him, and I hope he keeps it up in the tournament. And, I mean, if he plays like he did last game, the rest of the tournament, he might – scouts might even start going to uh, Smith Falls games just to keep an eye on him the rest of the year. Now, it's the World Junior A Challenge, so – What's the quality of competition here relative to either the CHL versus the World Juniors, or, or how would it stack up? Um, well, I, I mean, it's it, it's a notch below. I don't know what you'd compare it to. Because um, these are the top players of, of Junior A, so... Yeah, yeah. So they're just, you know, but I mean, we've seen some great players that, that played in this tournament through the years, you know, you can... Um, Torres played, uh, Kel McCarr, obviously, uh, you know, you can name a bunch that, that were, that, that, that came out of the tournament. And, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, he's actually co-player of the week and, um, Trevor Connolly on the U S team. He's been the buzz of the tournament. I mean, it's not a surprise. He was the one that we expected to, uh, I mean, he's the guy I have in my top 10, and there's only one. But uh, we've got some clips here. Yeah, um, let's go through those because he's, he's been awesome to watch, really, for a long yeah, time at this tournament. Yeah. Well, his hands and his, uh, his, you know, his lateral agility are just uh, – he might have the best hands in the, in the draft. Like, it's, he's, he's right up there. <laughs> but, you know, he's almost like uh, – forward version of Kale, of, uh, Kale McCarr, you know. <laughs> um, That's my praise for sure. Yeah, yeah. well, like you, you, you see it just in these highlights, what I did was I took uh, 
I uh, went on Instat and it's, you know, you, there's a category called Deeks. And I said, okay, oh, seven Deeks in this game. Okay, well, let's have a look at these. And every one of them was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, he, he dances out there. Look at, look at that, eh? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's slick. He's slick for sure. Oh. Now, he's, he's not as high on a lot of lists that I'm seeing, but it looks like he maybe should be. Oh, well, NHL guys are, you know, I mean, he's top 10 talent all day. And then you just, you can tell by, and then, I mean, these are all, you know, highlights where he didn't get a point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he overhandles like you see on this one, right? Overhandles a bit at times, but then what, what he ended up drawing a penalty anyway, right? But uh, that's coachable too. Like guys oh, yeah. at this level overhandling the puck sometimes, they're just used to being so much better than everybody that, right. that they can. I don't mind a guy overhandling if he goes end to end. No, <laughs> you yeah, know? you don't mind when it works, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But there you see uh, like his playmaking ability. Um no, really good vision, it seems. Yeah. Like I think it's more uh, you know, his playmaking's uh better than his shot at this point. But I mean he get you know, he creates breakaways, right? With it with his shiftiness and speed. Certainly. And then he gets the rebounds like that, you know. He's constantly opening up, opening up. Yeah, look at this one. This was a this was a heck of a play. Yeah, like the the, the Swedish guys didn't even know it was in the net. Check out his eye hand here. Yeah, that's something else. He's not even that is on. like elite. Not many guys. Not many guys <laughs> can do that. I've never seen a play like quite like that ever in my life. Oh, like it, it almost puck almost landed on the on the toe of his stick. Yeah. No, that, uh, I mean, if you don't notice that he has fantastic eye-hand coordination after that play, you know, you've, uh, you're you not watching. <laughs> that was, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, uh, he had four points in the second game of the, of the World Junior Challenge, uh, point in the first one. Uh, but he had like seven of those dekes against Slovak, where he he probably should have had three or four points in that game as well. But yeah. he's been he's been the dominant force of that tournament, and and just confirming that he's uh, certainly top fifteen lock. And uh, at this point, I've got him top ten. Yeah, no, he lo- looks like a he- heck of a talent for sure. There's no no doubt about that. And yeah. if he keeps that up, it's going to be tough to keep him outside of the top ten for for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our uh, the other co uh, prospect of the week, we can uh, we can touch on him if you can bring him up here, uh, okay. guys. That'd Ivan be great. Demidov. Yeah, Ivan Demidov. I guess I should have said it so they know who. I'm... <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, he, uh, I mean, I had him second ranked early in the year. Loved him in the preseason. Then he got injured, so now he's out of sight. He playing this year, out of sight, out of mind. Well, he started the year with the SKA uh, in the K. Yep, along with Michkov, and they the two were fantastic in preseason. And then sitting on the bench or in the stands to start the year. Uh, but he he's over his injury. He's back, and they put him in junior, which I think is where he should be. But you see by these highlights that. Uh, He's uh he's terrific skilled kid. He's had uh he's had points every game back, you know, two or three points. Look at the vision. 
I love his, uh, his skating. Uh, this is a good example here. Uh, just a terrific skater and his, protects the puck well. Yeah, what's that? His edge work is fantastic. He's got fantastic edges and he, uh, and, and vision and he's quick. Like uh, his skating is top of the top of the draft for me. Uh, and I mean, he's only listed at five eleven and whatever, but he's a thick kid. He's strong. Like I don't see him being. I wouldn't call him undersized at all. Look at the hands here. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's something. <laughs> the puck was on edge, right? And I mean, that's that's similar to the goal by uh, by Connolly. Now, now, where do you have him ranked right now? Uh, I think at five or six. And uh, where would you have him if he wasn't Russian? Uh, well, if he hadn't been injured too. Yeah. Like, you know, it, I, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, it's a good question, but I mean, I love Lindstrom and you love Lindstrom and, uh, Oh, it's, no, so there's a, there's a handful of very, very talented players. In, yeah. In this yeah. Draft, but, you know, the no, Russian. I think I have him close. I think I'm close to where he probably should be, you know? Um, yeah. I don't, I'm not uh, penalizing him too, too much because, uh, I mean, we saw it last draft. It doesn't seem to matter to the NHL teams. They ended up picking friggin' uh, three guys in the top 12, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they've seen it burn them so many times waiting on guys. I think maybe yeah. they're, just, they're, just, yeah. they're just the best guys. Well, yeah. And, I mean, you got to wait two to three years for guys that go to college usually anyways or close at least two years. So I guess the, the mindset is, well, what's the next? What's an extra year wait, right? I mean, the, oh, and, the and issue you can't is that, develop them either. The issue is that you don't have as much hands-on development as as you should, yeah, uh, as you'd like, and uh, you know the uncertainty in Russia and stuff. But they seem to be still becoming over. So, I mean, there was question marks with it going into the draft last year, and uh, I got surprised, like Simishev, for instance, going top ten. Still blows me away, you know. Uh, so I, the NHL teams, uh, I don't... there was an audible, an audible gasp in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it was uh, him instead of Michkov at that point, right? Yeah, <laughs> certainly because <laughs> yeah. by far at least the number one Russian. Yeah, and I mean Demidov is uh, from all reports and from what I watched saw in in preseason playing it against men and stuff. Character kid, uh, hard worker. You're not going to have any issues with his defensive game and, and him listening and learning. So and that's all I, like, I like him a lot. Yeah, no, hard, hard not to. Yeah. So one more guy to touch on this this week, the Habs prospect of the week, uh, Rhett, Rhett Pitlick. Yeah, I made it the month because uh, he was kind of a tide last week and we hadn't given him any props up until now. So uh, this is more like it, it was an eight game period between uh, November 12th and December 12th or okay. seven games. Sorry. He had eight goals. Check out the speed on him. Yeah. Now what, what's his game all about? You see the speed there. It's all about that. Those wheels like, you know, it's uh, I mean, he, uh, he, he utilizes it for four check uh, gets right on top of people. Um, I mean, he's got a good, really good shot. He doesn't use it enough. Um, he's a playmaker too. Um, 
but it's all about that speed. It's like they have him now on top line with uh, Oliver Miller. Yep. Who might have been the fastest skater in last year's draft. So these two guys playing together, and they got Snuggerud on the other side. Oh, uh, pet, there, see that pass? That was beauty. Um, now, where did Montreal select him? Fifth round in 19. And then he played two more years in the USHL. So this is his junior year. And, you know, Minnesota's, a, you know, got a lot. They, they were really good the last two years. Obviously, they had Cooley and all those guys last year. So he didn't see a top-line role. But now this year, he started third line, then second. Uh, now he's on that top unit with, uh, you know, with Oliver and uh, Snuggerud. I'm just and, thinking um, most of the opportunity there. Yeah, for sure. But there's a nice tip. Like, the, you know, he's got – his offensive skill set is good. Good, you know, good eye-hand coordination, good shot, um, um, makes plays, um, and uh, – that speed is like, I don't know that there's a better one to punch of him with Oliver. You know, the two of them are just so fast. So that's a fun line to watch. And um, I think the Canadians have to deeply consider, you know, if you wait till after his, his senior year, he might decide to go somewhere else. Right. So. Uh, now, what do you project him in terms of, in terms of a pro? Well, I, I mean, I think he'll be a really good AHLer, and if he can, if he can learn to be consistent, he's got the, he's got the speed and the skill to to play in the NHL. He's got NHL speed and skill, so uh, it's all uh, you know. He's undersized, right? So, and, and have, his dad and brother both played in the league as well. Yeah, that's right. But I think he's more skilled than Rem. You know, he's a little faster, better shot. Well, no, maybe not a better shot, but he just. Just more skill in general. Yeah. A um, little faster. So, uh, I mean, he's going to be 23 at training camp next year. Yep. So, you, you try to sign him if you like him enough, if they've got the contract. At the end of this year, I think I think that, that I think he's showing enough now. Uh, he, I think he's top 20 or top 15 in scoring in NCAA. I don't see why they don't offer him a contract at the end of the year and and he turns pro after his junior season this year. So, uh, you know, for a fifth round pick, there's not much downside to giving a guy a look in a, in a non-playoff season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a fifth round pick, uh, that's all you can hope for, you know, that, that, that goes to the college route that uh, by the end of his junior season that you want to sign him. And you, he's had five years to develop. So, uh, I think uh, I think that they'll they'll strongly consider signing them at the end of the year. Right on. That's great. Well, Rocco, you didn't uh, you didn't really introduce yourself. I uh, I mean, uh, I guess people don't know that you used to scout with ISS, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess we didn't didn't cover that. Well, cover me last, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, I started scouting um, with ISS hockey. I worked with them for, for three seasons, uh, which I loved. I got the opportunity to cover the OHL, uh, the Quebec League. I did the U-17s um, in nice. Sault Ste. Marie. I got to cover the World Juniors for them in Montreal. Um, so I had a lot of fun, and, and I learned a lot, and, and that's how I kind of got my start. And then, you know, I've, I've been with you at Recruits now. This is my, my third season, I guess. 
I uh, started yeah. the second half two years ago. And uh, this year, been doing uh, primarily the CHL and um, you know bits and pieces of, of of the Europeans as well, but but mostly focusing on on the CHL for sure. Um, doing a lot of games in person, uh, primarily on video, but catching games in sixty sevens and the Olympics and Gatineau anytime we can. And yeah, it's been a great great year so far, and I'm, I'm happy to be happy to be a part of it. Yeah, well, uh, you, you've got a good scouting eye, and. Uh finally talked you into uh getting on twitter i saw there today so i joined twitter today i finally <laughs> finally finally caved in and yeah so if I, if you want to follow me i'm at scout rocco and i will post my first tweet at some point here and i'll try and put bits and pizzas as i as i watch guys throughout the rest of the year here and and keep everyone updated on what's going on in the chl specifically great well i'll uh you know i'll um I'll give you a bit of, I'll pimp you there a bit on Twitter and uh, certainly tag you when this comes up and uh, you know, hopefully a few people will follow you and um, you know, your great takes the, the once a week when you, when you put out a tweet or whatever it'll be. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you, you came over to the dark side and uh, we'll see you on Twitter. That's it. Right on. And thanks again for having me today. I was happy to fill in and uh, looking forward to doing this again. Thanks, Rocco. Right on. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.